Welcome to another edition of SEC Primetime with Mr. Clint Sterner over there. And I'm, of course, Max Starks. And this is, well, Clint, how do we, how do we put this weekend into words? Um, this is what I like to call a crazy, I think that that's still PC, um, wild, yep. disappointing, and surprising. I think Those are my four words that I can come up with. Well, what about you? Look, I think you covered the gamut, man. I, I think it was it's we're at that time of the year, man, where I mean across college football, the whole landscape of college football, I mean, every game just means more. Uh and and with with everything going on at the top right now in terms of Clemson not being anywhere uh to be found and and there's there's opportunity big time at the top of the college football playoffs. Um there's everybody outside of Georgia, I would say, is vulnerable at this point in time. And so um, every game just means more. And then when you really, you know, deep dive into the SEC, man, right now there is, there's just, you know, there's crazy things happening at some of the schools that you just e- expect year in, year out to be there. Florida, your alma mater, I think A&M has had a crazy year. Um, you know, Auburn's up and down. There's just, there's just a, a, I mean, it was a major, major shakeup, I think, in the SEC. Big week, no doubt. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you know, when you think about it, it's just it, – it's frustrating. I, th- I think that's my best way of putting it right. It, it's frustrating, but, I mean, looking at it from the top to bottom, I mean, obviously SEC dominating the top two. We got Georgia and Alabama, no surprise there, right? You know, um, you know, Oregon moving up uh, to that three-hole and Michigan State dropping down to seven, which made way for Ohio State. Uh, Cincy, I feel like is not going to get past that five, no matter what they do. Right. I think that's, that's kind of the toughest thing. I think that's their ceiling. Unless one of those guys in front of them slips up, yeah. it's going to, it's going to be. Well, tough. They, yeah. But Max, I mean, they've already, well, before we get into the SEC, talk about Cincinnati. I mean, they've already established that they're, they're willing to put a one loss team ahead of Cincinnati and not just a one loss team that has a, a good loss. If, if there is such a thing, they're willing to put, a team ahead of Cincinnati undefeated that lost to a 500 sub 500 football team. Um, so they, they've established that, Hey, anybody in a power five uniform can bounce ahead of Cincinnati number one. And there's several teams lurking below Cincinnati that ultimately, if they don't slip up, regardless of what happens above Cincinnati, Ohio state can slip up. Oregon can slip up. Bama can slip up. There's, there's teams lurking below Cincinnati that if they just hold steady, uh, they're going to they're going to jump Cincinnati. I, one of the perfect ones, in my opinion, right now, off the top of my head, is Oklahoma. Oklahoma is is lower than they typically are this time of year with an undefeated record, but they're positioned perfectly to keep on winning. Which in the Big Twelve, they probably will to keep on winning. And when it comes down to cutting time, and you got to put them on the table, the College Football Playoff Committee is going to bump. Oklahoma ahead of Cincinnati and so I think there's there's a couple of teams chasing them that have the according to the college ball playoff have the upper hand and there's some teams obviously above them that if they went out or if they continue trending in that direction they're going to stay above Cincinnati I think Cincinnati once again as I said all along I think Cincinnati is they're they're shit out of luck man I mean they I don't I don't think they got a chance of making the college ball playoffs regardless of what they do yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think that's what makes it kind of tough is that when you look at how this squad has been, you know, trying to push the envelope, but they keep raising that glass ceiling. But 
once again, yep. it's still a season a ceiling for the reason. Um, when we look at the rest of the SEC up in this top 25, obviously Texas A&M is right there sitting at 11. They're in a prime position to move up. They're just waiting for Alabama to slip up and try and try and try and sneak in that West um, race. Um, you look at Ole Miss, they're, they're sitting there at 15. Auburn at 17 after their loss to, um, to Texas A&M. And what do we have at the end of that one? Peeking over the top. Hey, we got the Razorbacks, baby. We got a sitting there looking like Wilson from Home Improvement. That's right. <laughs> Big Mac, we'll take it, baby. Yeah. Hey, man, look here. After them Chad Morris years, man, and and uh, you know Brett, the way Brett Bielema went out, and then COVID hits, and you get an All SEC schedule, and you're trying to rebound off of. I mean, hell, about about two SEC victories in the last thirty years. I mean, hey, man, we'll take that. We'll take that Wilson. Uh, off a of home improvement number 25 <laughs> spot. Them damn hogs are peaking in that top 25, baby. Come on. Hey, hey, listen, listen. I love it. So, I mean, when you look at it, that that that's great for the SEC, right? You know, you know, you look at what happened to Kentucky. They've fallen out of out of, out of graces yeah. after they've gone on their three game skid. Uh, my my Florida, my aforementioned Florida Gators are nowhere to even be found. Um, yeah. Maybe you can find them over there in the ash and the rubble <laughs> of the smoldering fire right now after that loss to South Carolina. Um, but, you know, let, let's just kind of kind of dive in. Let, 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 let's dive into this a little bit more. Let's break it down team by team. So, obviously, Georgia, what else can be said? They are the best team in the land. They are the number one squad. You're not going to beat them. They are a juggernaut or not right now and that defense makes Stetson Bennett look like the best QB in college football right now because they just give him opportunities short fields they, they you know they put the pressure on the opposing offenses you can't score the points that Georgia can and um you know just kind of are they the only invulnerable team up here in this uh, up here in the top 10 absolutely I look I, I think when you look at Georgia I mean they're, they're ruining they're ruining opponent seasons, not just not just beating them up on Saturday, but they're they are ruining opponent season. Look what they did to Arkansas. They beat Arkansas. What Arkansas do? They ended up losing three straight, falling out of the top 25, right? Look at Kentucky. They beat up on Kentucky. What Kentucky do? They lost three straight. They fell up out of the, the top 25. Look at now your Florida Gators. They beat up on Florida. What does Florida do? They go next week and the wheels come off against South Carolina. I mean, Georgia is beating folks two and three times uh, when they're only playing them once on a, on any given Saturday. So, yeah, Florida to me is – I mean, the Florida. Georgia to me is the only um, team in the country right now that I think if you just turn their film on, I don't give a damn what their schedule looked like. I don't care where they started. I don't care that their quarterback, you know, leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I don't care about the boys that, that are on their offense, the injuries. Turn the film on, watch college football, and Georgia very quickly is going to be your number one undisputed team in the country, no doubt about it at this point in time. I, I do. I, I like the way you put it, Max. I think it's. I think they are the one team in the country this year that's invulnerable. They're, they're just – I mean, they've got the luxury of absolutely skull-dragging folks while they try to figure out how to use Stetson Bennett and, and how, what to do with their quarterback situation. I mean, I think I read somewhere today, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read somewhere today 
uh, or earlier this week, where Stetson Bennett's averaging 14 attempts per game. I mean, 14 yeah. attempts per game. I know he only threw it 11 times against Arkansas, but damn, 14 times a game? Like, you've got the luxury of taking the, the risk completely out of offensive football. I mean, they, they literally are, are existing and dominating with, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to go out and play the lowest risk football that we can offensively, and we are going to squeeze the hell out of your neck, and eventually you're going to make mistakes that are going to hurt you, and we're going to run away with the game. We're going to separate you know, that down the stretch or late in the first half like they did against Florida. Um, if, if you start the game with a, with a, a false start and you're first and 15, you're done. You know, they're just – they've got the luxury – they've got the luxury, Max, of not only being the best team, but being so damn dominant that they can – they can give Stetson Bennett a couple extra games that they need to really decide if he's the dude, right? They, they, yeah. can, they win, can they win a championship with him? I mean, it's, it's borderline unfair, but hats off to, to, to Kirby Smart and company because they built an absolute monster up there. Well, and and they're doing an old school football style, right? It's run, it's run the football with big road rating offensive linemen, and then just play iron style clad, dare I say, steel curtain esque type of defense um, to to get to the to get where they want. In, in a day and age where everybody wants passing yards, everybody wants to throw the ball around the field. Well, guess what? This is the problem. You can't throw around this field. And this field, the second you drop back and you count 1,001, 1,000, uh, you're getting hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's something that's an old-school mentality, and George is just doing it better than everybody yeah. else. Um, Alabama. What is the worry there with Alabama? They're firmly number two. I mean, we can agree. agree. I mean, you know, he's they're firmly number two. What What is the caution or the – the bugaboo about Bama is, is it is it how losing to Texas A and M and then the way you played against Florida and LSU is that is that I think am I right on that type of assumption that they're yes. just not as strong as they've been at, well hell as last year where they just blew the doors off everybody yeah Max look I mean we if, if we're evaluating Alabama relative to who they usually are. I mean, are, were they above slipping up a game and maybe losing a game or even a game being closer than it should in the past? Sure. But Saban always rebounded with absolute dominant performances the rest of the way and left no question of whether they are the top team in the country or a top two team in the country um, or whether they're vulnerable. And, you know, I think the last time that I, I thought Alabama was vulnerable was when Tua took over for Jalen Hurts and in that in that era where Jalen Hurts and Tua were the quarterbacks and they were deciding to go a spread offense right they were going to spread this thing out uh they were going to make it you know where they could score more points sure but you also risk more turnovers more sacks more more risk with your quarterback from a health standpoint I thought okay at that point in time they're vulnerable uh they're gonna be tough to beat but they're vulnerable well they proved me to be dead ass wrong because they just started they kept rattling off dominant wins and championships yeah. And I sit here today, Max, and I'm with you, man. I, I, I think I think they're vulnerable. They're still one of the best teams in the country, but I think they're vulnerable. I think they've shown it against AM. I think they they showed it against uh, LSU and against Florida, where uh, it's it wasn't just closer games than it should have been. I think LSU and Florida are two programs that we now know are down significantly, um, and they were able to compete and, and come within a field goal 
or a touchdown, one play here or there of beating Alabama. And so I think the story with Alabama in the SEC right now is that they're vulnerable. They're, they are vulnerable right now, and Texas A&M is sitting there just laid off in the weeds waiting for them to slip up against somebody the rest of the way. And for Alabama, I mean, for A&M to sneak into that SEC West title and, and ultimately into the SEC championship game. So, uh, yeah, I think they're vulnerable in a, in a big way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. I think this is not this is not the normal Saban team. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're young. They're, they're it's, yeah. it's younger, young at Bryce Young at quarterback. And then, you know, you still you lost a massive amount of talent. Yes, I know they often reload more than they rebuild. But this is Alabama's version of a rebuild, right? Yeah. Not being number one and not being the hands down favorite uh, in all of college football. Let's turn you know, our, let, let's turn but, the attention to oh, Max. Well, before we run, before we get off Alabama, just I mean, keep in mind they've got they've got New Mexico State this weekend, which I mean, obviously is going to be a be a run through. But you've got Auburn and and Arkansas left on their schedule. Right. And I don't think either one of those teams are, are world beaters. But if you look at how they're winning ball games, I mean, Arkansas has lost three ball games, but they are one of, hell, if not the best run game in the country. I mean, in terms statistically, what they're doing in the run game, um, they've got a chance to run the football against Alabama, which I, in my lifetime of covering the game, I don't know that I've ever been able to say that since Saban's been at, at, at Alabama. Um, they've got, they've got one in trailing Burks. They've got one of, if not the best receiver in the country, in my opinion, that can make plays outside and Kendall Bryles and KJ Jefferson are getting better together. And not, not to quote my man, Luke Combs, who is a great, a, a phenomenal country music artist that I'm a huge fan of, but better together is one of his great songs. KJ Jefferson and, and Kendall Bryles are getting better. And Barry Odom is as good a schemer as there is on the defensive side of the football. So when you talk about, okay, Am I going to bet money that Arkansas upsets Alabama? Absolutely not. It's at their place. But if you look around the SEC in terms of those middle of the pack teams that can upset somebody, man, I, I think Arkansas is firmly in the middle of them. Also, Auburn. I mean, look, Mike Bobo and and uh, and Bo Nix, again, better together. Man, they're getting consistently better. Rough week this week in College Station, but getting consistently better together. Derek Mason on the defensive side of the football. They can cause problems. That Iron Bowl is, is a lot more interesting than, than I think we're probably giving, giving, it, uh, giving it credit for. So, um, Bama is vulnerable, and I think they've got two dudes left on their schedule that could very easily put them in a tough spot in the fourth quarter, just like Florida did, just like LSU did, and who knows what happens from there. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, th this is where, you know, Saban and, and his genius coaching is going to have to really pay off to get them in that position. Cause I don't think a tight line doesn't, doesn't bother Bama. Right. You know, yep. and, and apparently it doesn't bother the college football playoff committee either. They're like, <laughs> as long as it's a W you'll stay at top, you'll stay at number two. That's um, right. But, but you're going to, you're going to, I think you're right. You're going to get tested and we're going to see if they do make the mistake. Before we get back to the show, let, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering $250 in match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn that bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. 
with football season in full swing, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And leads us to our next one, right? And Texas A&M jumps in. <laughs> that two-loss squad. But they got four wins in a row, beating Bama, Mizzou, South Carolina, and, of course, a big one against Auburn, you know, taking down, uh, taking down a team that was ranked in front of you, and you leapfrog over them pretty easily, right? 20-3. to three, dominating performance. I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule for Texas A&M and normally you don't, you don't get worried about it, but you're away at both of these sites. You're going to Ole Miss who's banged up right now. And then at the end of the year, you're going to Tiger stadium and playing LSU. I mean, what is your feasibility for Texas A&M? Um, say it, if Bama does slip up, I mean, what, how do you feel about this Texas A&M squad that seems to be hitting its stride? Well, I think last week versus Auburn was a big week for them. I mean, they, that, that was a prove-it week. Are you the team that beat Alabama or are you the team that lost to Mississippi State at Kyle Field and the, and the Arkansas Razorbacks in, in Dallas? I mean, which team are you, right? And, and I think a 20-3 victory over Auburn, who I thought was a team that was hot. They were playing better football. They're solid across the board. I thought that was a, as impressive a win as, as they've had. I mean, other than the Alabama game, obviously that's a monster. But uh, on their schedule, they needed to have an impressive win. The Auburn game leading into it, I think, was bigger than some expected. And they they won that, that game uh, convincingly. And their schedule, to me, is shaping up exactly how they need it. Like right now, if, if, if A&M, after losing to Alabama, had a soft powder puff schedule the rest of the way, then I think they would have no chance of, of – of, climbing the, the polls the way they are. They're up three to number 11 this year in the college ball playoff rankings. And they would have no chance of, of climbing, um, you know, even higher in that ranking as we as we finish this season out. I, I think they're catching Ole Miss at a great time. Matt Corral, who uh, is one of the best players in the country, any way you slice it, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, any way you slice it, he is banged up, man. I mean, he's left two of the last three games uh, with injuries, and, and he is toting the load for Ole Miss. At, a, at an unbelievable rate in terms of just the usage and the and the, his production is so much uh, such a big percentage of what they're doing offensively. Man, I don't think Matt Corral can go can can last the rest of the season against these types of squads. So I think A and M's catching Ole Miss at the right time. It'll be a quality win, a co quality top twenty five win. I think they win that ball game and and then. When who'd you say who who else did you say they have left after that? Uh, uh, LSU. I'm not counting Prairie. Yeah, they're catching. Yeah, right. They're catching <laughs> LSU. Even though it's on the road, they're catching LSU. When LSU is a very beatable football team. Look, I, I think A and M is legit. I think they're real. I think they are the team that beat Alabama. I think they had a hiccup early in the season when they had to play. They had a lot of young guys playing. Then had to play their backup quarterback. Um, you know, I do believe that's the case. I think Alabama's for real. And uh, like I said, man, they're laying in the weeds and. I wouldn't be mad if if uh, if Arkansas definitely if Arkansas upset Alabama, but if Arkansas or Auburn upset Alabama and A and M uh, got into that SEC championship game, Max, I, I wouldn't be disappointed in that. I, I think that would that would uh, that'd be pretty interesting to say the least in the SEC. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love to see some fresh blood in that championship game. I think you know, knowing that whoever plays Georgia is going to have just an absolute street fight um on their hands but i would like to see somebody new in the west kind of representing that hole um we talked about it old miss banged up but still top 15 right 15 in, in the rankings and they're just you know hanging on by a thread like you said matt corral 
is just dinged up. I mean, this is a guy we had as a Heisman favorite a couple weeks ago. And, you know, they've obviously kind of fell a little bit to the yep. wayside. You, I mean, you beat what, Liberty um, in that process. Uh, you know, you had the LSU victory, but you lose to Auburn. I thought that was the pivotal one, right? We were talking about Auburn, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State really being the three games that Ole Miss had to have in order to be in position at the end of the year. And they fall to Auburn, and that knocks them down. Um, you know, where, where are we at the end of this? Because, right, you said Texas A&M, I don't think that's a victory uh, by any stretch. And then you got to finish off with Vandy and Mississippi State. I mean, does does this team win two out of the last three, or do you think they go one out of the last three? For I think they go one. Look, I think – you talking about Ole Miss? Yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, look, I, I think Ole Miss falls off. Who'd you say they have left? They have uh, Texas A&M this weekend, yeah. Vandy, yeah. and then Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think they, I think they win. I think they beat Vandy. I, look, I, I think uh, the Egg Bowl obviously is always a hell of a matchup. Um, I, I think a And beats them this weekend. I think Mississippi State ends up beating them at the end of the year, um, and I think it's it's solely because they are so dependent on Matt Corral in terms of production that I just don't, I don't think that they can continue. Um, it, you know, the, the playing the the caliber football that they played up to this point, I don't think they continue that moving forward. So they're the team out of Arkansas, Auburn, and, and Ole Miss right now that's ranked higher out of those three. But I think they fall off significantly down the stretch here simply because they just they just don't have they don't have the depth, the bodies for the physicality of the SEC. Um, and they're banged up at the wrong position right now. I mean, those that's just a bad combination for for really anybody outside of Georgia, Florida, Alabama, maybe AM. I mean, you just can't afford to be beat up at certain positions, and you can't afford to be beat up across the board in, in, in on your depth chart at the at the first level because your depth isn't the same as everybody else. You can't rotate players like everybody else can. So I think Ole Miss is a team that falls off down the stretch. They lose two of their last three. And uh, they they limp into the end of the season, limp into a bowl game. Yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, for as good as it was this year, you know, with Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral, you know, eventually, hey, listen, the tread's going to wear off that tire at some point. You can't run that kid and have that kid throw and have him really be your dual threat offense by himself yep. like you need that running back to take some of that burden off of him but he shouldered the load so you hate to see that but I will say this that is a special talent as a kid yeah no question Max it's it's the same thing you look again I, I hate to keep going back to Arkansas but you can go back to Arkansas you can go back to Auburn I mean you can go back to these schools and look at the quarterback play right the style of quarterback play how have they had to win ball games and ultimately you know, down the stretch, look at the Penn State game for Auburn. It came down to Bo Nix. You, you look at the, uh, obviously, the A&M game, but look how the LSU game went for Bo Nix. I mean, he is out there fighting for his life and just getting the dog beat out of him consistently. Down the stretch, man, that hurts, and it's hard to recover from that. Look at Arkansas. They got lucky that the their bye week fell when it did, and you, you really got a, an extended bye week because they had UAPB before that, so they really had three weeks to recover for this for this backside stretch run and so their quarterback is bigger more physical and had three weeks to recover before you make this run hell Matt Corrales just keeps getting banged up every damn time he goes out there so I mean it is just an absolute monster in the SEC when you're asking guys to do what Arkansas is asking KJ to do and, and what Ole Miss is asking 
uh, Matt Corral to do, and really all of these guys. But but the two I just mentioned are the ones that are still that are still in the top twenty five that are quarterback driven. And man, those guys are 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 fatigued as hell. Yeah, yeah, they're absolute war daddies. But uh, yeah, it, it's tough roads. All right, let's let's but let's bump on down to seventeen as we still have SEC teams who are in the top twenty five to cover, uh, which is, which is a luxury because we could be the Pac twelve and this show could be over with by now. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, um, you know Auburn. Obviously, they take they take they take a tough loss, um, a very dominating loss. They they got dominated by Texas A and M in this game. Uh, you know, you lose twenty to three, but they they the gods saw it fit that you only had to fall three spots. Yeah. Um, their schedule the rest of the way. We're looking at Mississippi State. We're looking at South Carolina and Bama. Obviously, for that good old Iron Bowl game to round out the end of the season. But uh, I mean. Auburn, Brian Harson's come out and said it. Hey, we got to score touchdowns to win games. They didn't score one last week. Um, you know when they beat when they beat Ole Miss the week before that, touchdowns. They 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 came out on top against Ole Miss, a very hard fought game, won it by eleven. Uh, they beat your Hogs. Um, you know in a very in a, in a close game. I'm just gonna leave it at that. And um, but they got Mississippi State coming up. They got South Carolina. They get, and like I said, they got Bama. I mean, how do you see this shaking out for Auburn? Year one for Brian Harson. Are you impressed with what him and Bobo have come up together with to get for Bo Nix? Um, and does this team win two out of the last three, or can or can they sweep? Can they sweep all three? Because I think two are two are feasible. Three three is where uh, is where it's like eh, a little rough. Yeah, look, I think two's a good number. I think three's a stretch. But I, if, if they just if they just make that Iron Bowl more interesting than than we expected it to be, then I'm happy with it, man. I I, I do. I'm a believer in 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 what what Brian Harson is doing at Auburn. I I think he's already exceeded expectations. I think when you look at again Mike Bobo and Derek Mason, uh, those are two really really high quality, high level defensive coordinators. Uh, uh, coordinators. I'm sorry, offensive and defensive coordinator. And, and I just believe in what they're doing, man. I believe they got these guys playing at or above their ceiling. And I believe when Auburn, given all things considered, when Auburn is playing at or above their ceiling, I think they beat Mississippi State. I think they skull drag South Carolina. And I think they got a chance to upset Bama in the Iron Bowl. And so um, I, I'm a believer in it, in it, Max. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet on them upsetting Alabama, but I, I'll give them two of the last three that they win and 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 ultimately on the season. Uh, they continue and, and ultimately finish exceeding expectations in Brian Harson's first year. Yeah, no, I, I think where we're at right now, the fact that Auburn is a legit squad in the West um, is a huge kudo. I mean, because you just think of what Brian Harson went through, right? Yeah. To come from Boise, to come down to the good old boys of the South, you know, you're an outsider and all intents and purposes, and to put on the show <laughs> that you've put on this season – the way that you have resonated not only with the Auburn fan base and boosters, but what you've given Bo Nix a resurgence in his career, because remember that arrow was pointed. I mean, it was as far up as you could as a freshman. Then he plateaued. And then the beginning of this year started going on the decent. Yeah. He got benched. And then for him to shoot back up and answer the call, um, you know, says a whole heck of a lot, man. And I'm with you. I, I think two is two is where we're at. But I will say this, like you said, it's going to be interesting because it's, it's in Jordan Hare. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, it's not in Bryant Denny. It's in Jordan Hare. We know crazy things happen in that game when they're hosted by Auburn. So I'm not going to bet for it, but I'm definitely thinking that that game's a lot tighter than everybody anticipates. Hey, Max, I mean, you hit on a good point, man. I mean, Bo Nick, Bo Nix, I- I'm not apologizing to Bo Nix at all because I think there was a time this year when when his career left a lot to be desired and ultimately uh, midway through the season, uh, he, I, I think anybody with a, with a football brain was questioning, man, is Bo Nix really the guy? But I'm going to tell you, man, I was on the sideline at the Arkansas-Auburn game watching this cat play, and he took a whole – he took a huge step in the right direction, right? You're talking about a kid that responded to uh, to extreme adversity this year in a major, major way. There's no doubt about it that Bo Nix earned all the criticism that he had before – I don't know what week that was. They played Arkansas week six maybe. Um, before you, he was, his career was suspect at Auburn. I mean, there, there was, there was reason to criticize and question what Brian Harson was going to do at the quarterback position. Once he performed against Arkansas, the way he performed since then, there is no doubt about it. When you watch the kid play, it's a different quarterback. It's a much improved quarterback. It's a more mature quarterback. And then all of a sudden you got, by the way, he still has that little bit of elusiveness to keep plays alive out late in the game if it's a close game in the fourth quarter and you need a conversion or a touchdown. He still has the ability, if you overplay their run game, to get out that back door for 10 or 15 yards. I mean, he his game has really come together over the last month, man. So I'm not apologizing one bit to Bo Nix, but I'm damn sure tipping my cap to him because what he's done the last month has been, has been special. And from a quarterback development standpoint, it's rare at this point in his career. And I admire dudes that answer the bell when adversity strikes in a major, major way. And Bo Nix did that. And so I'm a fan moving forward, no question. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, man. I, I think I think that's exactly what it is. Like he he took he took the team on his back and said, No, I need to be better. And that's the resiliency you want to see, right? You know, you know, I don't make any bones about it. You know, I'm I'm right there with you. I I hey. I was the other guy paddling the aura on the on the what is Bo Nix doing boat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But like you said, he responded to the adversity. He did what a great leader does, what a great quarterback can do for a team. You can galvanize your team and they've they rallied around him. Like you said, I think the key word since the benching to now has been efficiency. Right? Yep. He's not trying to go out there and make the splash play. He's not trying to win the game on one throw. He's like, no. Hey, listen, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Let's go ahead. Let's keep chewing and chewing and chewing and get to our point. And so I think he's made that kind of mental shift. Uh, Well, as we come to the last part of the show, we must bring up, of course, those Razorbacks. Come on, baby. Peeking peeking at the top at 25. They they got the turtleneck (laughs) out. They're like, let me peek out of the shell here. Looks good. Looks good. Man, your Razorbacks, man, when I think about just kind of where they've been, right, this has been a roller coaster for Arkansas. It, it has been as amazing as you want as a start, and then then it was it, it got bad. It got bad, real bad, towards the middle end of, of the season. You know, you think about the way you played Texas and just absolutely mollywop uh, Texas. Then you, you take on Texas A&M, and you give them all they can handle and more. Then you run into a buzzsaw. You run into Georgia, which nobody wants to run into Georgia right now. Y'all take the face first, and they hit you hard. And then what happens? 
Georgia's done this to every team they played. You go on, you go on a three-game skid total. You know, it affects you next week and the week after. Tough one, of course, against Ole Miss, man. Y'all go to the Hilt one-point game. And then, of course, the Auburn game. Uh, but then you rebound. Hey, great effort. You beat Mike Leach and that air raid. You got three. You, you, got, you got two out of the three that are going to be challenges. You got LSU up this week. Um, I don't think that's going to be as tough of a challenge because I think LSU gave Alabama everything they had in the tank. And right now they got a bunch of guys pushing the car from behind uh, to get to the finish line. But uh, and then you and then you see Bama. What are you, what, how are you feeling about Arkansas and where do they get to? I'll say, I think they get eight. Do you think they get nine? Oh, wait, come on, man. You put me on the spot with that, big man. Hey, listen, I asked you about every other team. I can't sit there and not ask you about Arkansas because y'all are in the top 25. Ask yeah. for Hey, will we finish 500? I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I don't hey. know. Hey, man. I- I think they get to eight, man. I think they get to eight. I do think they give Alabama a run for their money because I do think it's a good matchup when you look at this point in the season. I think you can look at the tendencies of teams and and, and stats do matter. I think they give Alabama a run for their money, but I'm not picking them against Alabama at this point. I do think they get two of the last three. I think they get to eight wins. Uh, I think I think K.J. Jefferson, as I said earlier, K.J. Jefferson and Kendall Bryles, man, they are, they are they're meshing, man. They're better together every single week. And, and when you look at, at K.J. Jefferson just in, in a vacuum, K.J. Jefferson is, is developing, man. I mean, I, I told some guys earlier this week, Max, like you take the fourth down throw against Ole Miss that gave them the opportunity to go for two to win the ball game, and really that whole fourth quarter where they were just trading blows with one of the best offenses, if not the best offense at the time in college football at Ole Miss, they were, they were exchanging blows with it. And dude was cool, calm, and collected the whole way making throws, making runs, making great decisions, not turning the football over. And then you look at this past week's game when they get the football back late and they're down and there's a minute 20-something left, maybe a little over a minute left, everybody in the stadium, right, 70,000-plus sitting on the edge of their seat, hung on every second ticking off the clock. Uh, Everybody watching on TV hung on every second. Not K.J. Jefferson. My man was cool, calm, and collected, checking the football down here and there making plays with his feet, managing the clock really well, taking care of the football, giving his team a chance to win ball games. And when when you got a quarterback that 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 can run it and throw it the way that KJ can. There's 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 some work needs to be done in terms of throwing the football around the park, but when when he's show, just what he's shown so far, his ability to run the football and throw the football coupled with ice water in your veins, come on man. I mean, I, I'm just I'm excited about where Arkansas is at with six games, six wins. Bowl eligible, but man, I didn't know it would look like this, Max. I didn't know it would look like this. I didn't know that KJ Jefferson would be such. I mean, he's there's a chance by the end of the year, Max, he's gonna be a killer, man. He's gonna be a dude that you when you play Arkansas, you got you got your damn hands full defending the pass and the run with KJ Jefferson consistently. I think we've seen it, you know, small sample sizes here and there, but after that Ole Miss fourth quarter and after that last drive against Mississippi State last week, man, I think K.J. Jefferson's coming into his own, brother. I think they're going to be a problem. They get two of the last three. They give Bama a run for their money but don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at I look at where Arkansas has come from last year to this year and what they have done as a squad, and it just, you know, it makes me kind of excited about what they can be. 
Um, you know, because like you said, KJ Jefferson's grown. We've seen him take the evolutionary track in this season. And like you said, going up against a Mississippi State team, you can't look at the quarterback numbers one for one and say, oh my gosh, look how bad this was. The kid went 19 to 23. That's efficiency right there. That is what you want to see. He's not making the stupid mistake. He's not making the young guy mistake. He's putting the ball where he needs to be, and he's controlling the tempo and managing the game. So I, I agree with you. I think I think this has been great um, watching this squad kind of grow through the years because it's a, it's a tough squad. Listen, they're like, listen, at yeah. first they, they were sitting there, they were running around with the grenade, anchorman style, like, ah, we got the run. Ah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna blow it all up. <laughs> and now the boys got six shooters on their hips. They got multiple <laughs> options. So I think that, that that's a cool thing to see in this progression for Arkansas. You know, this year has been good, but just think this is more the base than the ceiling, I think, for this Arkansas squad. So I'm spotting Max, I, I think when you look at Arkansas, like I'm disappointed in the Auburn loss. Like you had Auburn at home. You're better than folks think you are. You, that, that was kind of a, a game that I think was was a, a game that got away from them. your quarterback fumbles inside, the, you know, inside their own end zone, gives them seven points. Um, that that was a frustrating loss for Arkansas. To me, a loss that you, you know, you you lost that game. You didn't necessarily get beat that game. The score wasn't indicative of what happened. Um, hats off to Auburn, but but I, I still think that that was a game all, uh, that Arkansas wants back. I mean, you look at the other two losses. I mean, you went toe-to-toe with Ole Miss, and you got beat by Georgia. I mean, who in the hell thought Arkansas would be in that position this season this quickly? And so I look at this season as I think there's one blemish. The Auburn game is unfortunate. You wish you had it back. Moving forward, you can't afford to have any other, well, I wish I had it back. I wish I had it to do over again. If LSU or Missouri, if they beat you, you're not as good a a team as we think you are. Now, if you lose to them and you screw up and give them a bunch of opportunities – that's on your ass, Arkansas. And so I, I look at it as, as uh, obviously this is a big-time season for Arkansas. If it ended the day, it would be a success. But uh, there's a chance Arkansas can get the seven or eight Ws, Max. And, boy, man, that would be an absolute monster for Sam Pittman, not only his bank account, but uh, for the Arkansas program and, 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 and overall. Yeah, no, I, I think I completely agree, man. Sam, and Sam Pittman deserves it, man. I mean, I, I'll never forget that opening press conference where they announced him as head coach. And and I heard just the audio, and I was like, man, this dude would be great to read, like, bedtime stories because he was <laughs> asleep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Southern draw, monotone. He's not too high, not too low. The perfect thing you want to see in those type of situations. But what he's done silently <laughs> is yeah. create – some absolute bosses. He knows the offensive scheme. He knows offensive linemen. He knows how to ID that talent. And then he's allowed Kendall Browse to really flourish with the creativity. And, I mean, you think you put Felipe Franks in the league, and then K.J. Jefferson, if he continues on his trend, would be another one. You've sent two guys to the league from Arkansas that we probably were like, what? No way. And that kind of just continues to bolster that. So, no, I, I like it. Uh, I think it's good. And I think, you know what? This is a good place to end the show for this week. We hit the CFP. We hit the top 25. We had a lot of teams in there. We kind of hit all of them. Uh, next week, we can we can go bash my school. We praised your school this week. That was a theme. That was the title of this of this podcast for this week is Sterner's Backs. Yeah. You know, his, his his hogs uh, creeping back into the top 25. Um 
but I think, you know what, man, it's going to be a great weekend. I can't wait to get back with you next week. And we're going to dissect because we do have some big games this week. We don't have lines, but you know, we have some good games coming up and I want to hear about Arkansas. I mean, we're going to see Texas A&M square off against Auburn. It's going to be a good game. Uh, and then we're going to see what, what LSU has left in the tank. <laughs> hopefully nothing. Yeah. Hopefully nothing. Hopefully nothing. But, uh, but yeah, no great show, man. And once again, Thank you guys for tuning in. This is this has been SEC Primetime with Starks and Stern. Make sure you go subscribe, like, watch our stuff, retweet it on Twitter, and uh, we'll keep giving you guys great headlines because this is the greatest conference of all in college football. That's it.